0: When you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's angi.com.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. This week's episode is kind of one of those like heart spill sort of episodes that I used to do a lot of before I decided to work like stories and psychology and history and all that stuff into the episodes. This is going to be just me sharing, opening up, talking to you guys about my life at the moment, answering some questions, just like, you know, we're just going to dive into the innermost layers of me because there are many. And this week, I feel my outer layer, like what is being shown to the world and how I'm kind of mostly feeling and acting at the moment, is very scattered. That is my mood this week. if I was Lauren Elizabeth and because she is mood podcast where every week she discusses her mood and whatever, my mood this week is scattered. I feel like a chaotic, like line drawing this week. I feel like all of my just everything in my be- – everything is a mess. Everything. <laughs> and I wouldn't say like, you know, I'm I, I'm going through it per se. Maybe I am going through it in a way. But I just feel like everything's a mess. Like my apartment's a mess. My goals in life, mess. My like email inbox, mess. Like I am a scattered mess this week. And you know what? Messes are okay. Like that's why I, I don't want to say that I'm like going through it. Or I'm like having a bad week. I'm just having a messy week, you know, where things are just kind of like running wild and I can't, it's like I'm kind of like holding on to something that's slippery and I can't quite like get a grip, you know? Maybe that's where the get a grip saying came from, right? I don't know. I just can't get a handle on my life right now. Things are just really running rampant without me. Feeling like I can control it. Like, I feel like my to do list is out of hand. I feel like I haven't answered people in days where I owed them an an answer yesterday, like that sort of feeling. And it can feel like I hate when I don't have control, as many of us feel, but it can also feel kind of like, you know, like I'm screwed for the next several weeks now because this week felt very out of control. But, you know, I'm trying to. Real things in, remind myself that the holidays are always super stressful. If you guys are right there with me in this chaotic, messy line drawing of a week where you feel like everything is just slipping out of your grasp, you are not alone. I am right there with you feeling as though I need three cups of coffee a day and like every little misstep, every little mistake has made me spiral in a way. And I think <laughs> – What I need to do is just sit down and prioritize things, make a list as I typically do. But I swear to God, I have not had time to make a list this week, like let alone get everything in that I need to. I think, I think I need to, one change I need to make is I need to stop going on TikTok right before bed because next thing I know, it's one in the morning. Okay, not one. I'm not that crazy. I like usually go to bed at like, 11:30, 11:45, and I feel like I could go to bed earlier, not scroll mindlessly on the, the the various apps that I scroll mindlessly on and I feel like when I'm on those apps, I just all I do is just compare myself to people and it's not healthy. So I need to cut that out, wake up a smidge earlier, still get my 8 8.5 hours of sleep in wake up a smidge earlier and knock out like a couple of my easy small little to-dos in the morning. Like that's what I need to do. But alas, here I am like scrolling on TikTok doing all these things. Like because, okay, here's my thing. Here's what I, I came to the conclusion of. I was talking to a friend earlier today during one of our like little business meetings and we were talking about how we both feel this way. I think the reason why – the reason why I like mindlessly scroll on TikTok and do all these random things right before bed, it's almost like how I was when I was a kid and I would try to put off bedtime. Like I didn't want to go to bed. I – you know, now I'm just like dying to go to bed. Like in in normal days, like in the middle of the day like 2 p.m., I'm like I wish that I could take a nap right now. Like I wish I could be a child that needs to take a nap, you know? Like we took those days for granted, but I think, you know, I would always avoid bedtime as a kid and I think now I avoid bedtime as an adult, not because I'm not tired, but because I don't feel each day I get adequate me time or time to just mess around and, you know, do whatever I want to do. I feel like when I was in LA during COVID times when I was feeling very like lost, I definitely cut back on my work because I felt like my work was taking a hit because I was not fully myself. So I took up painting and I did all these things to try to figure out who I was again and like, you know, which was really like very much the the right route. But now I'm like comparing how I was then. Like I would go to like Blick Art Supplies and get a bunch of random stuff and just mess around with like creative endeavors. Like I would just, you know, mess around with paints and colors and, you know, construction paper and crayons even and like pastels and charcoal and like that was so so fun now i can't imagine having the time to just do that i think it's also not even just the time element i think it's the 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 energy of new york which i i'm obsessed with okay i love new york i love the energy it's so inspiring here but i do feel like it can make you feel like you need to say yes to things when you want to say no. You catch my drift? So I'm like working all day. I work till like seven, make myself some random food for dinner. Then I usually have an event or something. Like I have an event every night this week. I think it's because it's pre-holiday, like or right before the holidays. So every brand is like doing something and it's great networking. It's also just really fun to see what brands are up to. Like I really love going to brand parties. Someone actually asked me on Instagram how – someone just slammed their door. Okay. Mood. Someone asked me on Instagram how I'm invited to brand parties. And the answer is PR companies in New York reach out to influencers. And a lot of times they I'm, – I'm under the impression – this is like me assuming because I've never worked for a PR company before, but if you're in PR – Tell me if I'm right or wrong with this. I feel that these people, they recycle lists of people, like invitees, invitees, I don't know, us, influencers, people, influencers, press, et cetera. The people they invite to these events, I have a feeling there's like a master list that gets passed around like within a PR company and like I'm just like on the list and so I'm invited to – like you go to these things and you honestly notice that like you see every – you know these people at this point. Like if you're in the New York crowd, you work and live here as an influencer or you're on a press, like you're, you work for some sort of publisher or something, um, like, you know, newspaper, magazine, et cetera. Like you kind of run in this this one circle of like, like a PR circle, I guess, kind of like marketing, digital marketing circle. And I feel that our names are all on this list and it's recycled – from event to event, you start to kind of recognize people that you've seen before. And like there's some like people that I've seen at these events that I'm like, I don't even – I should probably figure out what you do because I see you – like we must do something similar because I see you every event. Like I recognize you, like last night, you know, everyone that you guys probably know if you follow New York influencers like was there and same with last week at this other event I went to. It's just like one of those things. So I'm very grateful to be on this list because I, like I said, love these events. There's always fun little finger foods, (laughs) like I go for the finger foods. Anyway, so by the time I'm back from each evening's event after working all day event, it's like... 10:30, I get home, you know, brush my teeth, do my skincare routine, put my clothes away, like the stuff that you do before bed, and I'm laying in bed, and it's like 11, and I'm like, oh, goody, I have like 45 minutes to do something that I want to do. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I don't want to sound ungrateful for my my work and my life because my work sometimes can be portrayed or you know, someone can assume that what I'm doing for work is something I'm doing for fun, which isn't always an incorrect assumption. Sometimes I'm doing things that are, that is considered work that is kind of fun, but it's still work. You know what I mean? Like I only have really an hour, I guess if you don't count my workouts in the morning, because I guess that is like me time in a way, but it's, you know, it's like strenuous me time. Like I don't really have like chill me time unless you count the 45 minutes right before bed where I'm scrolling on a social media app of choice that ends up sucking the life from me. Like I feel as though it it honestly like it's supposed to be enjoyable and I do enjoy some stuff that I find on social media, but also it like makes me question my worth in a lot of ways as well. Like I end up, you know, the algorithm feeds you some videos where you're like, whoa, this makes me feel really inadequate or makes me feel like I really need to compare myself to these people, though I shouldn't be comparing myself to those people. You know what I mean? It just makes you feel a lot of things. And I think that I need to not do that. But then the question remains is like, okay, what – do I do with that time?
0: Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's I.com.
1: Usually, if I'm not on my phone, I'm reading a book. I just finished this one book that I was reading for quite some time. It's like kind of a chunky book that I'm. my book club is discussing tonight. So, oh, you guys know I talked about this last week. Duh. So I just finished that book. I haven't gotten another one yet. Some books, I'm not going to lie, like, I mean, this is kind of obvious. Some books stress me out. Like because they're either thrillers or like something's stressful, like there's an affair being, you know, discussed in the book, or I don't know, something like stressful. And I feel those honestly like stress me out more than TikTok does right before bed because I'm like just left thinking about it. Like, what do you guys do before bed? Like, what is the right before bed ritual? Because for me it's it's overthinking. That's like what I do in any like, you know, based on various mediums, books, TikTok. Instagram. I'm just overthinking to the max all the time. Ah, oh, what an exhausting life. Anyway, that being said, I am very grateful for, like, the stress that I have is like all good stress, you know. Too many projects, too many people reaching out to me wanting to work with me, which is really a lovely, great problem to have. Very flattering, but also I have this issue, as we all know with saying no so i end up saying yes to way too many things and i know like cuz i think it's it's part of me feeling like i'm flattered but i also don't want to let people down i don't want people to think that i'm not here for them in some way that's my biggest thing i think that a lot of my stress comes from me wanting to help everybody you know, less from me wanting to make a lot of money and like be really like doing cool stuff to show off on Instagram. It's more so like I just I really like I mean this. I'm not just trying to be like one of those people like high on my pedestal of like I'm amazing. But like I really genuinely do want to help a lot of people with, you know, launching their own social media platforms and launching their own podcasts and all this stuff, you know. And it kind of hit me this week, someone that I you know, value very much that I like really like reached out to me because, you know, they're starting their own social media thing. And it kind of hit me and I'm like, wait, am I, am I the friend that like people hang on to, hook up with, whatever, so that I can be in their back pocket if they need me for social media advice? Like, how do you figure out, like this is, it just posed this question in my mind. How do you just like figure out, discern whether or not Like you are someone's friend because they enjoy you or because they enjoy what you can offer them, what you can help them with. But then, as I was thinking about that, I also thought about personally, me, do I feel that I am friends with some people because of what they can give me, offer me? Maybe I haven't asked them for this thing yet, but am I friends with them because I'm considering in the future? Needing them their help with this thing, and I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, no, I don't think so. But then, if I really dug deeper, there are certain friends of mine who I am friends with because they are skilled in some area. Like that's how that's what initially spurred our our conversation when we initially became friends. You know, because I'm friends with a lot of people that are in my same industry, and I only found them and became friends with them because we do something that's similar, right? Like similarities. And I also admire them. Like, there's people that I'm friends with that I admire, but where do you draw the line between I admire this person and that is why I'm friends with them and I want to mooch off this person in some way and that is why I'm friends with them or maybe that's a part of why I'm friends with them. So anyway, just food for thought here. I mean, there's been certain areas in my life or, or people that I know – like, you know, are not friends with me for the right reasons. It's hard to figure it out, though. I think a lot of it comes down to who is there for you when you're not only succeeding, but you're failing. And when you're failing, they're not there for you in the sense of like, like, I need to say this advice to you because it makes me feel better. You know, people give you advice and you can tell it comes from a place of them. It makes them feel awesome to be like, look at you sitting on the ground at your lowest. Like here's me on my high horse telling you that it'll get better. And like it makes them feel better to tell you, give you advice when you're at your lowest. You know what I mean? There's certain people like that that just like get off on giving people advice when they're at their lowest. But then when that that same person like is seeing you succeed, they can't really handle that. Like they disappear when you're succeeding because they're like, you know, they don't want – or they try to take credit for it. There's two different ways. It's like, oh, they'll take credit for you succeeding in life. Or they're like, okay, you know, I hate that girl now because she's so much better than me and like can't handle when they're not at the top. You know what I mean? Relationships are so freaking confusing, guys. That's why I have a whole other podcast about them now because they deserve their own freaking podcast. The pod with Adam and Colby called Matchmade. You guys know. If you guys follow me on Instagram, we started this podcast about relationships. It's really opened my eyes to a lot of things, but it's also I mean, okay, love the podcast, love making it, but like the thought, like talking about relationships and really thinking about the, like how confusing they can be has just like fatigued me. I'm like, I don't think I need any more friends and I don't think I need to date anymore because people, human beings are so freaking confusing. Like you never know like the only person you can really trust is yourself fully because you really don't know what goes on in other people's heads. Like that's the most interesting part of being a human being is like you are the only person who will ever know like like you can understand your own thoughts obviously because you're the one processing them but you can look at any other human like even the people you trust the most and there is no way of knowing what is really going on inside their head. You just have to take their word for it. Like, that is the crazy thing. You can trust someone and still have no idea. Like, they could have an amazing poker face and you will never know. Like, that's, I mean, I don't want to freak you guys out, but like, that's what goes through my head when I consider trusting anyone ever. I'm like, I guess I have trust issues, but I'm like, what the heck is going on inside your head? And like, do you actually like me? Do you like what I can offer you? Like, are we friends? Are you talking shit behind my back? Like, I have no idea. And that is why when you actually trust someone or like get to the point where you have this like friend group or you really, you know, put you literally marry someone, okay? You like take their last name, it shows – that you like, you trust them, but it's a lot of courage, a lot of courage to do that. God, I was swiping on Hinge last night and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, geez, like I, I was really, I always do this. I honestly think a lot about like what my person is doing right now. You guys know, I've talked about that in the past. I'm like scrolling on Hinge and I'm like, it hit me in this very strange way that I think And, like, don't take this the wrong way, but I have a weird feeling that the person I'm going to marry is in a relationship right now with not me. Or is that the psycho in me talking? (laughs) I just, like, it crossed my mind for the first time, like, ever that my person, like, the person I will end up marrying and having kids with or whatever, like, very well, the odds are decently high that they have a girlfriend right now that is not me. I think I'm just having a weird week. I'm having a very scattered, messy week, hence the scattered, messy podcast episode that I hope is bringing you some laughs because I am just like, what is going on? I don't know. Anyway, I think we should answer some questions because I got a lot of really awesome random questions on Instagram. So let's answer some of those, shall we? Okay. I got up to get my phone to answer some questions and I spilled coffee all over my white pullover. So there is that. That is just the cherry on top of this scattered day, (laughs) scattered feeling day. Um, But you know, my coping mechanism for when days go like this and things just feel very like slippery and out of my hands and you know, chaotic. I just remind myself that every day is a new day, a new chance to figure things out. And you just got to laugh at it. It makes a good story. You know, no story does not have like no good story. Rather, there are some stories with very bad plots that just are very linear, but most very good stories have plots that are up and down and side to side and all over the place. And you never know what's going to happen next. That's kind of the whole point. So anyway. Okay. Let's answer some random questions. Okay. First one in quotation marks, if he wanted to, he would. Okay. That quote, which I've said before, do you think sometimes people want to, but can't at certain times? I mean, my feedback or my, my thoughts And then clearly, like, you know, I think a want and a can are a little bit different, obviously, but I think if they wanted to enough in the way that you need them to want you, like, if they did, they wouldn't even consider whether or not they can. Does that make sense? Like, obviously, there's certain scenarios where things maybe just don't make perfect sense. Like, a long-distance relationship sometimes doesn't make perfect sense, you know, because some people are like, oh, I would never do a long-distance relationship. That's just forcing something that isn't meant to happen. I don't necessarily agree with that because I feel that if – that's like, you know, kind of goes to show. If they wanted to, they would make it work even if they can't. You know what I mean? If someone's in a relationship and it's not going well, they meet someone that they're like, wait, I I see sparks here. They would break up with their girlfriend or boyfriend to be with that person if they are a decent human being. They're not going to cheat, you know, or they say they can't right now. I mean, they literally can't, but they shouldn't want to if they are in a relationship. You know what I mean? They would do whatever it takes to be with you. That is why we can't accept the bare minimum because, you know, I guess it's a voice that we want more than the bare minimum, obviously, because guys and girls are not mind readers. But... You know, if they wanted to, they would. A little while back, I was seeing this guy that had this really crazy job. Like, he would often be at the office until, like, 11 p.m. Not every night, but, like, most weeknights. And I feel like you run into, especially here in New York, a lot of people that work very crazy hours during the week. And I feel like, although they might not be able to see you during the week, they should make it up to you in other ways or make you feel loved and seen. Because like I said, if they wanted to, they would. Even if they can't, they would do something, okay? They would do something to make it known that they value you as more than a hookup. Like the guy that I was seeing made it very clear to me, took me a little while to figure it out, but made it very clear to me in many ways that he really only saw me as a weekend hookup girl. And I've seen that in many different Scenarios here in New York. It's been very clear to me, and I've chosen to not see it sometimes when I don't want to because I want things to work out. Like, I'm very, a lot of times, I'm very much like, I'm just going to overlook this very glaring issue because I just want this to work. I want this to not be another dead end where I have to start over again. I talked about this on our Matchmade podcast, where I'm just so sick of starting over again. Like, I'm so sick of Taylor Swift begin again, not the song, but the concept of beginning again, having to reintroduce myself to a new person. I'm so sick of it. I just want something to stick one of these days, you know? I'm like sick of wasting my time. Although, every dead end is not a waste of time because, you know, you learned things along the way. But yeah. I still stand firmly behind the saying, if he wanted to, he would. I think it's a matter of what – like you need to to read between the lines sometimes and see what like each action really means. Like him maybe not being able to see you during the week but makes it up to you on the weekends with like a really crazy amazing date idea or like really makes an effort to let you know during the day that he's thinking about you and that he wants to see you. Like there's certain ways to get around the can't, right? Like he can't take me on dates during the week for like his first few years at this job. Understandable. I would have stayed with this guy if he made some sort of effort on the weekends aside from texting me at two in the morning to come over. Like texting me at 4.45 on a Friday saying, hey, like what are you doing tomorrow night? I'm going to take you somewhere special or let's get out of town for the weekend. Let's go to this cabin or, you know, there are ways to show that You know, that he's in it for the right reasons, interested in you as a human being and not just a body. You know what I mean? That's my thought on that. Okay, next question I'm gonna answer. What do you want to be remembered for? That is a really good question, especially because in high school I was voted most likely to be remembered, which is a very interesting. I never quite wrap my head around why. I was chosen for that and also like really what that means. I guess like people are always going to remember me from high school, which I guess is very flattering. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, what the, what does that like really mean? Are they going to remember my name? Like are they going to remember my story? Like I don't know. But I think today my thing that I want to be remembered for is – well, I guess it's kind of like a few little things wrapped into one. Like I want to be remembered for my creativity, for my – my voice, I guess, like how I speak from my heart and I'm not afraid to open up and show people, like give people a front row seat into my life no matter whether it's good or bad, like that's kind of what I, what I want to be remembered for and I want people to also know that I have always kept like a seat next to me for them, you know, in the Taylor Swift sense, like there's always a seat For one of you guys or whoever or all of you, You might have to really squeeze in there. But like, you know, I'm always like, here, come sit next to me, come be with me. Like, I want that energy to be remembered. Like, I am – it definitely comes to bite me in the ass a lot. Like, as we discussed in the beginning of this episode, how I say yes to everything and I want to be there for everybody. I really do. I've learned in recent months and I guess years – to stop setting myself on fire to keep other people warm. Like I have to honor myself as an important person as well. But I do want to be remembered for the way that I am there for other people and the way that I'm honest and the way that I'm creative. Okay. Someone asked me this question. I've never like answered a question like this. How to get, I guess, like develop a unique vision for apartment decor. So my apartment, I like to think, is just a hodgepodge of beautiful things that i've seen and loved and somehow they all kind of go together in their own special way like the colors are a bit all over the place now it's getting a bit like more colorful in here as the days progress i just got this new rug that i'm very excited about the rug i have right now is cute like i love this rug but it's just too small like i didn't measure when i got it so it's just like awkwardly sized. I think in like photos and videos, I make it look like it's supposed to be this small, but it's like small. So I got a larger rug that has some more colors in it. So as you know, I get more colorful things. I'm getting out of my comfort zone in that way because I feel like it's just really safe to have a fully neutral apartment. And I'm not saying safe is a bad thing. I just think that for me, as I'm getting older and more like willing to take risks and like it's okay if I get something and I bring it in here and I'm like I hate that I'll just return it like (laughs) courage to be like I can make mistakes in any area of my life apartment included I love my apartment now I love this space my goal is to not move for several years and when I start feeling antsy and like find myself going on street easy as I do, as I have in the past like four years, I've just constantly wanted to move, have a new space every year, which is, you know, I like starting fresh. I think that's a great concept, but it's just expensive. It's like time consuming, obviously, and it's just like stupid. If you find a place you like, you should stay there. I think my new goal is to just reinvent this space whenever I feel, you know, after maybe like six months with the current setup. I want to like move things around, maybe not even buy new things necessarily, but just kind of like mix things up, like move this chair over there. And like, you know, it's, it's healthy, I think, to switch up what you're looking at every day to be a bit different because I think you get very like oddly, like you get comfortable with how things are, but I think sometimes that can like make you feel antsy in a way, you know, like things are just boring. I don't know, especially as you see your friends moving into like cool spaces and you're like, wait, I want to do that too, you know? So anyway, but I'm loving the colors I am go- have going on here. I think if you want to develop your own like style and aesthetic, it's, it's all about just digging into like what lights you up inside, like what things make you feel really excited to have in your space. And then you just kind of build around that. Like for me, I've realized that I love like certain colored woods, like vintage styled wood i love paired with like greens i love green green is a very comforting color to me so i've tried to sprinkle green in every area of my apartment i also love like white crisp white walls and like woven materials i've just kind of like thrown them all together i love gold accents like i think like a lot of my style has come from just loving vintage inspired pieces. So I'll look at – I follow a lot of Instagram accounts. I save a lot of stuff on Instagram. I don't know. It's not rocket science. I just put things together that I like and somehow, somehow it works in a way, or at least for me it works. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Next question. How to be less independent? It's my flaw. My independence causes me to push people away. So it's very interesting how some people – can be on one end of the spectrum being like too independent and then there's others that are just you know that can't do anything by themselves and the grass is always greener it really is I feel like you want to be like a happy medium in the middle there and I find that there's certain days where I really just want to be alone and I want to do everything on my own and not trust other people I think a lot of it stems from trust issues and there are other days where I'm like, I can't be alone right now. I need to, you know, it's it depends on the day for me. But if you find yourself leaning towards like being too independent, I guess I would ask myself, why am I like this? Because there's usually always a why. Like what happened to me in my youth? Like where do I need to forgive myself? Like maybe things happened and I need to move on and for, like work through these issues. I mean, I think therapy is a great place to go for this because oftentimes feeling like you, Want to do everything solo and be on your own, and you push people away is due to something that happened in childhood. Like, for me, being in high school and being hated by like the entire school and mocked constantly made me really want to just be with my own company and not talk to other people because I was like, I don't want to give people fodder to hate me. You know, I don't want to give them ammo to load their guns. So I often spend a lot of time by myself. and to to this day, I love spending time by myself and I you know, it's great until it's not great. It's great until it's it turns into me taking on way too much and doing too many things by myself because I don't feel like I'm worthy of other people's help slash company, you know? It's good until it's not good. So if you are feeling like it's shifting into an area where it's not good for you, you need to, let people in. I think therapy is a great place to go to talk through these issues, talk through what happened in your youth that might be stemming this or stemming, yeah, is that right? That could be causing this. I don't know. Because a lot of our a lot of our traumas from childhood like carry into our adulthood and we need to work through them or we're going to be dealing with them forever and always. So, all right, another question I'm going to answer. Do you ever feel self-conscious while wearing certain clothes? If so, how do you deal with it? So for many, many years of my life, I would not wear jeans, denim, like jeans. Would not wear them. You could not pay me to wear them. And now my friend Colby actually pointed out she was looking in my closet for like a jacket or something over the weekend. And she goes, Katie, oh my God, you have so many pairs of jeans. And it hit me. I'm like, wow, yeah. Like, Katie three years ago would be having a panic panic attack right now if she had to wear a pair of jeans, you know? And now I've grown in such a way where I, I I still, you know, have insecurity sometimes when I wear jeans. Like it hasn't gone away altogether, but it has lessened so much. And I think the reason is, first of all, I've realized that I have, like I've dealt with body dysmorphia for a lot of my life. Like I have fluctuated in weight and how my body has looked. And all the while, no matter how thin I've gotten or how much weight I've gained, I've always felt the very same way about my body. Like I've always, you know, I just feel like I'll never truly know what my body looks like. And it's sad, but that's very, very common. You know, it happens all the time. And I think reminding myself that I will truly never know but I should be comfortable like comfort has really been the deciding factor for me in terms of what I buy like I buy things where I feel comfortable I I buy my size now I think for a while I was buying trying to fit myself into jeans that just didn't fit me and that was the issue like finding things that are my size that I feel comfortable in that I think look good on me my body you know maybe my body does not look like other bodies but it looks good and it's comfortable on me and getting good with that and when i feel like i'm staring at myself for too long in the mirror freaking out like having a a moment in a bad way i leave said mirror i get out of the house i go and i You know, I go where I'm hyped up and loved, which is my friends. My friends have really helped me in a lot of ways. The internet, people on the internet, random strangers telling me they like my jeans. Like, that is also a great way to feel hyped up. But at the end of the day, it's comfort, it's buying the right size, finding the right cuts of jeans that have fit me right. Like, for so long, I was focusing on what everyone else was wearing and how it just didn't look right on me, like trends versus what is comfortable and what works for me. It's going to be different, you know? Sometimes. Not always, but yeah. But to answer the question, I do have days where I feel like uncomfortable in my own skin. I think that's normal. It's, It sucks, but it's normal. I think people are allowed to feel that way so long as they understand that a bad day, a bad body day is only 24 hours and you get a new shot at making yourself proud and being confident in your body tomorrow. And it's okay. Let yourself feel things like you have to let yourself feel. You can't just like rush everything under the rug and forget that it happened. But I think it's all about finding clothes that you that you feel amazing in and it's possible. You just have to find the right stuff, you know? So that is my opinion on clothes and I proudly wear jeans now and I feel like one time out of like the 99 times I wear jeans, or wait, one time out of the 100 times I wear jeans, I feel insecure, you know, which is really good, good odds these days. So anyway, guys, that is it for my little like heart spill random questions episode. Thank you for bearing with me in this like scattered week. I just felt the need to just let my mouth run and get it out and just chat. And I did not have the energy to research any stories this week. But I hope you guys still enjoyed this episode. And I will talk to you guys all in my next one next week. Hopefully next week is better. Yep, like I said, a bad day only as 24 hours. A bad week only as. five to seven days and then next week we'll be good okay all right guys I will talk to you all next week bye